Hey, this is Grizzly Kajek, and you're listening to Dark Match Podcast. You're now listening to the Dark Match Podcast. Let's go live into the studio for this week's episode. She said, don't put it there. Oh, <laughs> man, that's great. It's like when you walk through a mall like, and you hear part of a conversation, and you're just like, I you know, what I, they're talking about. I really just want to follow them to find out what they're talking about. Like, I, th- There's like this one comedian that does an entire comedy bit where he was walking through a mall, and this one person said, if it wasn't for that horse, I would have never graduated college. And that was the only part <laughs> of the conversation yeah, that he curious. heard. And he's like, holy shit, like, I need to know more. Like, what what happened? Like, what was this horse, like, a race? <laughs> like, did, did he, like... Was it Mr. Ed? Like, was it Mr. Ed? Like, I don't know. But, like, it just, like, you hear parts of a conversation. It's like, I need to know a little bit more about what's going on, but... I feel like there are sometimes like you're in a conversation and you know there's just you know you're in the middle of a story and there's just one line that you're about to say that you make sure you say it a little extra loud because you want to make sure people are like wait what the fuck is going on exactly I'm the same way like I need to know what you're talking about like you know what I really don't care but now I do care because I just need to know what the premise of that was couldn't care less about anything else I just need to know what's going on just give give me the rundown. Just give me the cliff notes, if anything. <laughs> and and that's how I feel about it. But yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, because next week, at this point, I, I was told I have to take a vacation. Oh, I know what you'll do. What's that? Get her. God damn it. Get her. No. <laughs> There's so many things on my list of things to do next week. Uh, I already packed. Like, even uh, Shannon, my wife, she works next week. It's like they knew I was off or something. So let me guess, this is the week that they gave her like 40 hours. It's 36. <laughs> like the last like few weeks, she's been like bitching and complaining because they give her nothing. And then out Not of nowhere. The one week you want, you want yeah. her to have nothing. Then yeah, like just everything. hang out at home, watch movies. It's like, hey, next week I work, uh, I work uh, 36 hours. I'm like, fucking sweet. Like, it, like Monday... She works like she has to be at work at like six a.m. It's like great. There goes my oh, fucking sleep in time. Yeah. So who who knows what's gonna happen? But that blows. Yeah. So they told me at work like, hey, you use it or you lose it. Giggity. <laughs> Still, <laughs> Still funny. funny. <laughs> Still funny. But like, I have so many hours like in my bank that earlier this year they did away with like rollover and buyouts, which blows. Yeah, because like I could easily just look at them and be like, okay, well, just pay me out the remainder. Because I, I have so much in my bank, like even sick time, I barely, like even work knows, like if I'm not at work, like if I call in sick, like I'm fucking dying. Yeah. Like I do not call off. Like there there's some times where it's like, you know what, I've really, I'm really contemplating today whether or not I should call off, but I don't. And I just go into work. There was one time they actually sent me home from work. They're like, why the fuck did you even come in? I'm like, because you know I don't call in sick. I don't. And, like, I'm, like, I, I was literally throwing up at work. Yeah. And they're, like, why are you fucking here? Go home. Like, get the fuck out of here before you get everyone sick. No, that happened to me uh, last year. Last year? 
I think it was last year. Yeah, it's like I woke up kind of not feeling great. Dude, I was gone by lunch. And then I, and then I was, <laughs> dude, then I was out the next couple of days because I finally went to the doctor the following day. And it's like, oh, hey, you have strep. Yeah. <laughs> God. So they are making me take a vacation. I, I planned it out perfectly because obviously where I work, we, we have some holidays off. Dick. Well. Flag day. I, Arbor I don't have day. flag day off. I don't Indi- have Arbor Ind- Day. Indigenous People's Day. I don't have that day off either. They they did away with Columbus Day being a bank holiday. So after whatever happened, like they just said, you know what, screw it. Like you're oh, gonna... we have too many bullshit days off. So you got to work finally. Well, for the <laughs> longest time, there was like talk that we were going to be closed on Black Fridays. And dude, I I totally am. You're off on Black Friday. I'm off on Black Friday. I have but, to work. I probably have to close that day, too. I don't know. I haven't looked at my schedule in a long time. I'm off tomorrow, and I'm excited for it because, like, nothing's better than, like, that midweek, like, day off. Dude, I... It sounds so weird, Dude, but. I really have taken, like, no time. I get, like, 11 days off, essentially. Mm. I've taken two this year. I get... I, well, yeah, I get yeah. 15 days off. Dickhead. Yeah, I get 11 days off next year. I'll get 20 days off. I'm going to punch you in the dick. All right. Well, you're so nice and cozy today. No, so. it's been a shitty day. <laughs> I, well, I saw your post. Like, you went to the gym, so yeah. good for you. Because no, most people would say, like, fuck the gym. I'm going to go eat my weight and chicken wings. No, that's been my issue is I've been just kind of shitty eating. So it's like I needed to go. Yeah. Uh, I I need to go to the gym. I need to start working out. Maybe. Dude. 10 bucks Planet Fitness. I I can't go back to Planet Fitness. I probably like have Why? a picture up there. Cuz I've like canceled it so many times. Like I just have no time to go. Like I literally dude, need Dude, I didn't go for like 3 years and I kept paying for it cuz it was only 10 bucks a month except for the the <laughs> the annual fee which was like 30 29 that, or 30 that, that just aggravates me. Like, like why why do you say like hey it's it's $10 a month. Why not just take it and just be like Okay, well, it's $30 annually, so each month. Like, I think they just say, like, hey, if it's $10, instead of saying, like, $15 a month or something like that, it's so much easier just to say, hey, $10 a month pay, but we're going to charge you $30 a year as well on top yeah, of it. But they, but, dude, but it's a hell of a lot better than places, you know, places like Fitworks and stuff that's, like, 40 bucks a month. Yeah, but, like... Actually, I heard there are some for Fitworks where it actually could only be, like, 15 or 20 bucks. I, on I, I would love to go to Anytime Fitness. Like, I know I we're bringing up too. places that, like, people probably don't even have where they I would, at. too, because literally it's right there by my apartment, but I call... Like, when I moved in, like, six-ish years ago, I called in. Has it really been that long since you've lived there? I moved in in October of 2013. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like I I've called, lived in like three places since you've lived in that. Yeah, place. Yeah, I know. I call like I called because it's literally right there. Like, yeah, I could walk there sometimes. Forty bucks a month. Jesus, I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm like for convenient. It's like no, I'll I'll drive the fucking Rock, Rocky River. Yeah, well, obviously we are back for a <laughs> very exciting. Yeah, very exciting interview. Part two. So, and on the topic of fitness, too, this guy works out like a freaking maniac. Yeah, he is. We already touched on all of his likes, what led him into wrestling, but there were a lot of unanswered questions, oh, there's obviously. there's some fun stuff here in the second part. There, there's a lot of fun stuff, and I'm excited for it. But we get to hear exactly what's been going on the last few years that he has been in hibernation. It's, it's a story, man. It really is. And what I thought I knew, I knew nothing. Because I thought I pretty much had the lowdown of, oh, well, he took time off because of this. No. Like, it was... It's a story. Oh, oh, it absolutely is. So, 
Let, let's just get right back into it. This is part two. Really dive into where do we need to get back? Like people are like, oh my god! Like we we've been anticipating this for quite some time, part two. So let, let's just dive right in if we haven't already. I think we already did. I think we're we're we're, we're way in. We're we're we're, we're nuts, nuts deep. deep. We're, yep. Wow! There it is. Oh my god! We're nuts deep. Wow! Both same time. It's like we're the same person. God, not at all. No, maybe we close. are. No, not even close. <laughs> I, I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at me, and I'm gonna say no, no. Yeah, your hair is much nicer than mine too. Oh, well, thank you. Well, like that's a, because he has hair. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so I, I guess the the best question to ask. So, for those individuals that haven't followed along, there was obviously this long hiatus. There, there was this fantastic match that you had with DJ Z. That if anyone Needs to go back and check it out. I would highly recommend it right now. Get out of this interview. Go over to YouTube. Look it up right now. Actually, you or could, even you, any of his matches. Yeah. Anything. Just search Jimmy Nuts just to catch up on his career if you haven't already from part one. But if you haven't, this is part two, obviously. Here's your time to really go catch up. So, obviously, after the match, you have a particular run-in with one Dylan Bostic, who we're still upset that he hasn't come officially onto our show, but that's a topic for a different day. But when you made your return to IWC, it was definitely a shock and awe and absolute just... I went nuts. Not going to lie. I went <laughs> Pun nuts. intended. Pun absolutely intended, and I need that shirt to say the very least. And... <laughs> I need to know because, yes, you had a knee injury. Knee injuries typically have a recovery time of about nine months, unless you're edge and it's four and a half. But what happened in those three years that we were not graced with Jimmy Nuts? Take us back. We need a three-year catch-up right now. What have you been up to in the meantime? Well, um, so whenever I had left, I actually did that match with DJ Z on my knee was completely blown out at that point. It actually had been blown out before that. I, I wrestled Darren De Niro and my, my knee was blown up in that match too. Uh, so, um, I did about two and a half, three months worth of bookings and I didn't cancel any, but one, I canceled one booking because my doctor was like, you can't do this. <laughs> like, Jesus. So, um, it became like, okay, my knee's blown out. Uh, I got to I gotta get this fixed, and then I come back. Um, but it wasn't your typical knee surgery. Like you said, a lot of people come back in six, nine months sometimes. Um, you know, Jack Pock actually just came back from a major knee surgery, and uh, I think it took him about nine months. 
but the issue with my knee surgery wasn't that I just like tore my ACL. I, I basically tore everything but my ACL. And I Holy tore the ligament shit. that holds the kneecap in place. And I also broke bone off of my kneecap. So my kneecap was kind of like chipped and, and kind of broken. Um, so my kneecap is now much thinner than the normal person's because it was shaved down. And then it was uh, bolted down with a piece of my hamstring. So there was a lot of bone damage. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically corrected. Yeah, I, I was actually told by my doctor that I would have been better off getting a knee replacement surgery because with a knee replacement, um, you can actually be walking the day of the surgery. It's pretty wild. Um, if you know any older people who have had it done, uh, usually they're in PT the next day. I mean, it's it's crazy. But the only issue with the knee replacement is that you have to get it done usually about every 25 years. So I was 25 at the time. I would have had to get one done at 50 and then one at 75. Now that doesn't sound so bad, but when you're 50 and 75, depending on your health, that could actually be a really high risk surgery. Right. Yeah. That's what my father-in-law has to do. I actually, yeah. I actually heard there's some doctors who won't do it before the age of 40. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because I essentially, I was told that while my knee is repaired now, more than likely I will need a re knee replacement whenever I hit my forties. So, oh, um, so I still need to, I'll probably end up getting it replaced at some point. Um, but yeah, so it was like, oh, like this is like, this isn't just like, hey, I tore my ACL. And then like, I had blown out my knee um, a year and a half prior to that. Uh, but when I did it that time, I had just uh, dislocated my kneecap and tore my patelliformal ligament, which is the ligament, like I said, that like um, holds down the kneecap. Oh my God. And I was out, I was out for nine months. And in that nine months, I didn't have surgery because the way it was torn, it was only partially torn. So if you, if I just kept my leg um, extended, the ligament would scar, have scar tissue around it would actually heal itself. So I let that happen. I came back. The doctor said, eh, you know, it's about 90%. So you're good to go. So I didn't have surgery, um, this time around. So uh, the first time around, I'm sorry. So the second time I blew it out and like, it was really bad. And I did all the other stuff, all the bone damage, all the other ligaments tearing. Right. Um, it was like, okay, I'm gonna have surgery first surgery of my life. And I didn't realize how serious it was. I didn't realize like how detrimental it was going to be to me. Um, I think it, I was in a wheelchair for a little bit. And then after I got out of that, I was, you know, obviously on crutches, uh, just sitting in bed all, all the time. I lost 25 pounds in two months, I think. Um, not being able to work out when I left wrestling, I was like 215, 210 pounds. And, uh, I think by the time everything was done with surgery and I was into PT, I think I weighed, you know, like a buck 90, buck 85 or something like that. Jeez. Um, at one point I got as small as like 170, oh. which was really wild. Um, but so this whole thing's happening, right? And at this time, um, I'm working remote support, uh, my IT job. I'd had that job for that position for five years. And as I'm getting over my knee surgery and trying to and do all these things, um, I lose my job and I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, uh, not only is the only thing in my life that I've ever been good at. And the only thing that really keeps me sane <laughs> wrestling is now gone. On top of that, I just lost the job I've had for the last five years that I had, you know, worked up a, a pretty reasonable living wage off of, um, without a lot of, uh, other opportunity in my area. And, um, I was in school at the time, uh, that company was actually paying for my schooling and, I lost that ability. So it's like, oh, my shit. 
three strikes and you're out, right? So yeah. when it, rains, it, it was a pretty, it, you know, people have a lot worse than that. So I'm not going to like bitch and moan, but I will say it took a pretty big toll on my mental health. And luckily, um, my girlfriend at the time and now my wife uh, was a huge, a huge piece of support there. And um, it was rough. And I was looking at 18 months to get back to normal. Like we're talking 18 months to to run again, to squat again. And I was told that I would never squat over my body weight again. Like as far as like on a bar, like 185, like you, you won't be breaking any 200 pound squats anytime soon. Uh, range of motion wasn't supposed to be there anymore. And I started also having a lot of different issues um, with just other parts of my body that had worn down. It's like my shoulders and my back. Um, after my surgery, I also had a seizure, which was a little weird. Um, oh. so we were worried about like my, my head cause I'd had a quite a few concussions, uh, like most wrestlers, right. um, ended up being okay. Ended up getting a CAT scan, seeing a neurologist and all that and everything checked out. But that was another thing. And it was like, okay, like, I guess I didn't realize like burning the candle at both ends, like how much that had taken out of me. So now I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm what? 30 pounds lighter. I am have a bum knee. I'm told that I'm not going to be able to be as active as and as strong and as agile as I once was. And the trajectory I hit IWC when I won the title was so high. Uh, I truly believe it was like one of the top moments in Pittsburgh wrestling history. And that's not me being a mark for myself. I'm just saying those crowds. And if you were there, like people remember that. And I remember what it felt like. And I just never wanted to come back at less than what I was. I never wanted to come back in a disappointing fashion I wanted to be, again, I do everything 100%. I wanted to be better than I was. I felt like I had told every story I had to tell. And I felt like I would never be as good as I once was. So um, I kind of just accepted that that it was, uh, it was over. And I, I didn't want it to be over. Uh, and, you know, in this whole time, by the way, I have my, my physical therapist and, uh, and a doctor telling me that, you know, it's not a good idea to go back to wrestling. You know, I mean, my doctor flat out said you should, you should do nothing that involves any sort of contact <laughs> or anything. Um, oh, so it was just a really weird, uh, it was a really tough time and I wasn't sure what to do with all that energy. I wasn't sure what to do at all with anything in my life. I wasn't sure where to go in my career. I wasn't sure what to do with my education. I wasn't sure what to do, uh, with wrestling. And I just started picking up random things. <laughs> like I started playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> like I started taking that. Like like I was just trying to find something because I couldn't move. I couldn't do a lot. And um, yeah, so I, I boxed for a little bit. Uh, that was about a year after my surgery. So I still couldn't move around very well. I boxed for like six to nine months. Um, did a couple things with that. Um, I liked it. I liked boxing a lot. But I had also realized that, you know, at this time, I think I'm like 26. I'm like, well, it might be a little late to, to start this because, again, I do everything 100%. So I'm thinking, okay, I want to learn how to box, and in two years I want to fight, and I want to be competitive. And I'm realizing, oh, well, you've taken quite a few shots to the head already. Uh, <laughs> probably not the best idea, right? Uh, so then I found jiu-jitsu. I always had an interest in jiu-jitsu. I'd actually done a couple classes whenever I was younger, like 1920. And um, at the time, I had to decide whether I wanted to pay for a gym membership or a jiu-jitsu membership. And, uh, I wanted to be a wrestler, so I needed a gym membership. So I put jujitsu on the back burner and I looked at it and I was like, well, let's do some jujitsu again against the doctor's orders. Cause I shouldn't be on the ground grappling, doing all these things. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I started out and I just fell in love with it. I, 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 I was decent at it for someone who hadn't really done anything like that. Um, I credit a lot of that to, you know, what we do in the ring and how we move and, and the things that we simulate, a lot of it actually carried over and I was able to at least have an idea of where to put my body, uh, which was kind of cool. And I just jumped into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu super hard and, uh, just trained at that and kind of, uh, I, I never forgot about wrestling, but I kind of like came to peace with like that idea that, um, that my story was over. Mm -hmm. And I remember a night in San Antonio. Um, I was with my wife and we were at a conference for her work. I just tagged along and for a vacation <laughs> and I just got done working out and we went out to a place called the Manger Hotel. It's a really cool bar. And I remember it was very like dusty looking. It's supposed to be haunted. It has the old double Western doors, very Texas. Oh, nice. And, um, I don't remember how we got in the conversation, but um, at this point I had started putting on back some muscle and I, I was feeling pretty good. Like I said, I was at 168 at one point, like 170 ish. And that, that was crazy for me. And I think, you know, I kind of, I kind of sat there and I thought, and it just at that moment, I thought like, well, maybe my story isn't over. Like maybe this is my story. And a lot of times I think in life in general, not just wrestling, but life, like we see things for what they were or when, what, like we, 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 uh, we kind of encapsulate ourselves with our potential because we determine what is our best, right? Without actually thinking about, well, what if I push more? Well, what if, what if this is only, you know, a, a plateau and then the next step up's even more ridiculous and more, more uh, intense or, or at a higher level. And, uh, I remember just telling my wife and I was like, you know, uh, I, I, I think I can still do this. I think I can, I think I can still go out there and put on a hell of a show and there might be people out there that are better than me. Uh, you know, there's the Daniel Bryans of the world that I'll never be as good as them and I'll never be able to reach the audience that they reach, but there might be a kid or two or three or an adult or a teenager or a 30 that I can two year old. Yeah. Man. <laughs> right. Anybody in the world, right? Like, like that was what was special about wrestling to me is that I could reach these people and I could touch their lives and, and I could, um, I could connect with them, uh, through what I, what I considered, you know, my art and my, my craft. And it doesn't matter if I don't reach a million people. It doesn't matter if I, it, it doesn't matter if I go to WWE or, or do these things. What matters is that I affect the people that I have a hand on and that I have an opportunity to see and, and to perform in front of. And I started to think that like, like that meant a lot to me. And, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's an emotional thing for me because it was the first time I felt like I really believed in myself in over a year of, of being down. Um, and at that moment I knew I was going to go back to wrestling. I didn't know when, and I knew I needed to get in better shape, um, to, 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 to come back at, at the same level or better. Right. So that's whenever it started kicking in. And that was last May. Um, so I've just been spending like the last year trying to figure things out and figure out how I want to do it. I didn't want to just come back and come back. I wanted to come back whenever I was ready and whenever I felt more confident. And now I'm like 185 pounds, uh, uh, anywhere between like 180 and 190. But man, I'm like so much more functionally strong. Um, I can squat over 300 pounds now. I just hit a 300 pound squat, uh, first time since my knee surgery proving my doctor wrong <laughs> uh you know i'm i'm deadlifting good numbers again and and all that's cool and fine and dandy i'm never going to be bulk nasty strong but um 
I feel good. And I started realizing. Please don't like, mention man, his name on our show. Please. <laughs> please. Hey, the dude, the dude's a hoss, man. Whether He I, still I, wants I, to kill me. Hey, I bulk, bulk, uh, bulk will kill you. Uh, why, why are you still <laughs> saying his name? Did you say it three uh, the, times? The name he appears. I, I like him. I, I don't, I enjoy, like, I like watching the dude smash. I don't know. He's just, he's incredible. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say his well, name without stuttering. Well, but, but my point is, is like I'm not going to be, um, you know, the strongest or the fastest guy, but I am the best me I've ever been. Um, I might not be as big as I was, but I'm more quality. I can go in the ring um, <laughs> tenfold harder than I used to. And in jiu-jitsu, I started seeing success, started winning some tournaments, and uh, I'm training with one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world right now, and named Max Geminis. He's the number fifth heavyweight, I believe, ranked right now at Black Belt. Yeah. Uh, he is winning world championships. So, like, we're not talking like local tournament. We're talking he's winning IBJJF Worlds. He's, he's yeah. at Abu Dhabi. Uh, I'm training with legit world champion killers every single day. Every single day and night. I mean... And that is like whenever I realized I was finding success there and I was like, okay, like there's no more excuses. There's no more, um, you know, oh, what if I hurt my knee? I haven't hurt my knee in jujitsu yet and I have people putting me in knee bars, right? So I felt mentally in the right place. I felt physically amazing. And um, I saw an opportunity to get some revenge on Dylan Bostic and uh, settle that business. And IWC has been popping off ever since I left. Um, kind of the opposite of what we talked about earlier with us leaving companies and them closing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I left and it got better. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> but um, that that's where I've been in three years, man. It was a lot of turmoil and a lot of figuring myself out. In that time, I also switched careers from like general IT. Um, a big part of the reason why I was gone and the reason why I didn't just jump right back in once I did decide that I had some more stories to tell and some and some matches to have and some asses to kick was the fact that I felt like I needed to get my personal life in order and I needed to uh, solidify myself a spot where I could uh, be independent. And now, um, obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm into computer programming and I code. I work a full-time job for a government contracting company, but I also work a bunch of freelance gigs and uh, I can self-sustain my own income with just uh, a skill that I taught myself. I didn't go to school for it or anything like that. Um, in these three years, like when I was hurt Jesus. and everything, I just taught myself how to code. I also relocated to the DC area. So um, that was another big change. Uh, that was really big. But uh, during all this time, uh, I was just trying to think of a way I could put myself in a position where I'd never have to, you know, truly rely on a company if I didn't want to. Um, and I just put the nose to the grindstone and taught myself how to code. And if I if I can do that, um, I can do pretty much anything because it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's not a skill that comes easy. What? What? No, it was a lot of determination. What? Yeah. What made you decide to jump from like IT into coding? Uh, well, one, uh, so, uh, you know, we were talking about like, you know, wearing flip flops, like letting your workers do that. One, developers have a much better lifestyle at work than uh, general IT or really just the workforce in general. Like I wear basketball shorts, a hat, and, you know, I wear like my own wrestling t-shirt to work, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's chill. Yeah, I make my own hours most of the time. And uh, it, it just, the work-life balance is really big for me. And to be honest, I already had an interest in coding my whole life. My dad actually tried to teach me. When I was like 12. He tried to teach me C++, but I kind of got out of it. I did the MySpace HTML shit that everybody did back in the day, but like that didn't really count. Um, 
I've just always had like an interest, like I said, in like creating stuff, right? Like talking about making movies with my friends or, or doing wrestling and, and seeing people entertained and feedback. One thing I love doing is creating something for someone that they have an idea for. And like, I just made a, uh, actually a podcast uh, website. A lot, a lot of things I do um, in my freelance time is I actually make websites for podcasts. And it's really cool seeing these content creators who have a lot of passion around their audience and around their product. Uh, you know, they have this, uh, this dream of a website that they want, and then I'm able to create it or, or, you know, more advanced stuff like web applications, um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just knew that I wanted to be valued. Um, I felt, kind of felt like a, um, I felt like I was treated pretty poorly in general IT, and I think it's a shame. Um, I also enjoy the freedom that coding gives you that you can create anything that pops into your mind. Um, it's, it's a much different mindset. We're still solving problems, but it's a different way of thinking about it. And, uh, this is a super long tangent, but basically I knew coding that, uh, would be an outlet for me to create things and also to potentially self-employ myself. Um, if, even if I hadn't, uh, somehow landed a job as a self-taught developer, I'd still be coding five hours a day. Like I would come home from my IT job that I, uh, I got here in the DC area and it was it was basically like a help desk job, and I did a couple of ServiceNow uh, platform stuff. Uh, not going to bore you with the details, but I would come home off an eight-hour shift, and then I would go work out, do jujitsu, and I would sit in my office to two in the morning for four or five hours and just code and just teach myself. It's not boring. It might be to other people, but like I, I come from also like I would do like a, like raid array repair. Yeah, things along that nature, like a like a five like. Um, like a five raid raid array and would have to go through and like decode and debunk like all the software that was in there and all the files and corrupted, uncorrupted, deleted and yeah. things like that. Dude, so, I took a, a semester of C++ in college and that stuff was ridiculous. Oh, dude, C++ is pretty rough. I, I'm a JavaScript guy. Uh, I do JavaScript and I also do uh, a Google's programming language called Golang. Um, I stick to those mainly. I do a little bit of Python, uh, but C plus plus is uh, it's too it's too too dry for me personally. <laughs> I like the visual feedback of JavaScript and the ability that I have to kind <laughs> of God. to create things. I actually uh, there's an app on the Apple uh, App Store um, and also the Android Play Store I made with one of my coworkers. It's called Shuffle Fit. Uh, for anyone that's interested in seeing a little bit of my work, it's a pretty basic application that we made, but uh, it had the intent of basically random, randomly generating a workout for you. So when you go to the gym and you don't know what to do or you don't want to think about what you want to do, <laughs> you can actually generate a workout based on the body parts that you want to work out for the day. And then you can pick the number of exercises you want to execute, and then it gives you a random list to do for your workout and also has video examples for each exercise. What? So, Jesus yeah, it's totally free. What? Yeah, totally free. The cool thing about it, it's actually a website that I was able to package as a mobile app. Um, and that way we were able to deploy it to the app stores. Um, so that was actually, a, a, for the nerds out there, it was a very interesting process to deploy a web application as a mobile app onto the stores. Um, but it's completely free. Um, there's going to be some multiple updates coming. Uh, there's been a little break in it because um, I recently just switched jobs to my other coworker. I don't see him every day. But that's an app. Uh, like I said, it's completely free and it can help you if you want to get in the gym. Um, I'm going to plug that here because I can. And uh, yeah, you should download it. It's cool. And if you have any feedback for me, hit me up on Twitter. And uh, let me know what you think. Hey, I am honestly that. in the process now of downloading it. I just downloaded it. <laughs> Very cool. I that have it right awesome. now. Yeah, because yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that in your Twitter bio. So that was something I wanted to bring up because I was very curious about what it was. And 
Yeah. What, what, what got you? Well, and what made you decide you wanted wanted to put that out there in the first place? Well, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I like creating things in my free time that are for me. And there's a lot of time. I, I know how to work out. I know what to do. But sometimes I go in. I'm like, I knew I know I need to hit my legs, but I don't want to think about it. Like, I almost wish I had someone tell me what to do. So I was like, well, screw it. I'll make an application that does that. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people in the world that uh, are intimidated to go to the gym because they don't know what to do and they don't know how to do it. So the second edition of the application, uh, <laughs> I put in videos and we we got an example video for each uh, exercise. And next, what we're going to be adding is hopefully profiles uh, with uh, authorization. And then you'll be able to save the workouts that you really enjoyed. And hopefully even farther down the road, uh, we would like to maybe start tracking badges and achievements and stuff like that. So there's a lot of room to grow. Um but that, that's an example of why I switched to coding and why I loved it, right? Like there was a problem I had and a need and I, w- able, I was able to solve it. And now I think we have a couple hundred, like we're approaching a thousand, I think, users on the application and we're helping people. And we have five-star ratings all across, which is really cool and like genuine feedback of people who, who are using the app. So, oh, yeah. And it, yeah, and it goes to bodybuilding.com videos and I use that website. That's where I get some of my supplements from too. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like it, 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 is there like a way that you can go through the app and like um, kind of customize like what your results want to be, or is it just hey here's the workouts? Like, do you have like particular like fitness like um what is it like personal trainers that you can also like set personal goals? Yeah, and different things like that. So those are all on the feedback trail uh, in of uh, basically features we want to implement down the road. Yeah. Nice. The idea at first was just to get something out, right? Because like this is a development thing, but a lot of times, you know, it's actually kind of a wrestling thing too, if you think about it. But like we overthink the big picture. Like we know what we want and then like you start uh, what I call gardening, right? Like you're gardening all these ideas. Oh, I can do this. I can get this entrance gear. I can do this and this and this. And then, you know, if for wrestling, you look at it and go, oh, I'm about to spend two grand on gear. <laughs> and I'm going to need all these special effects for my entrance. I have all these grand ideas um, with an application. You know, if you think of all these amazing things, uh, by the time you finish it, you know, you're going to have a totally different application uh, th- than you had originally planned. Right. So I, I like to get a basic idea out for my users and then have my users give me feedback like you just did. And now I know that that's something my users want instead of doing everything. And then maybe they only use 60% of the features. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. So yeah, like, so why, yeah, the feedback might be more than it very important. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the same thing with wrestling too. I mean, like I said, uh, you, you can overwhelm yourself and almost talk yourself out of it. If you make it too complicated, sometimes uh, simple is better at first and then you build on those things. Yeah, and that's a great concept to have because why devote all that time to a, a particular feature that no one's going to use? Exactly. I'm I'm really big on like trying to make everything in my life that I learn like cross platform for lack of a better term. Like jujitsu is like physical problem solving, so like uh, it's like chess, right? But we're using like our arms and our legs and our necks and everything. So like I try to think about how I solve problems in like coding. I try to f- apply that to jujitsu. Like I slow down for a second. I think, okay, what's the logical next step here? Oh, if I pin down his leg, he doesn't have a post. Okay, pass that over. Or I think in wrestling, you know, like, oh, like I have a match with this person. How do I go about constructing this the, this uh, the story that we want to tell? What do we want to relay here? Like what's our core objectives? So I try to like make sure everything I do in my life, even if it's not, um, I have a lot of focuses, right? Like I have development, working out, jujitsu, wrestling, being a husband, um, 
those kind of things. Like I try to just make shared knowledge between all of them. Yeah. So you've definitely taken the last three years where most people would just think like, Oh, well they're just recovering and you've really done a a lot of improving, not only for your physical self, but also mental and professional as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I wanted to be better everywhere, not just one place. And, um, I wouldn't have came back if I didn't think that I was better than I once was. I think that I can offer a far better product in the ring now. Um, I think that as a character, I have a better idea of who I am as a person, which my, my character and my person are very intertwined. Uh, not the exact same, but definitely intertwined. And I feel like I can deliver uh, the stories that I want to tell. And I have a lot of stories to still tell. And I have a lot to give in the ring. And I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to to get in there. So it's been it's been invigorating being back for these few appearances at IWC and matches. Um, but I'm really I'm really looking forward to you know getting that 15 20 minute spot and tearing it down. Now, what was that experience like when you decided that you were going to come back? Was that a conversation that you needed to have with the doctors, with the physical therapist, or and your wife? No. And your wife? <laughs> well, yeah, wife for sure. Wife, wife, uh, wife for sure. Um, no, not the doctors or anything, because like you know, like when my doctor told me I'd never squat over 185 pounds, I you know, but leading up to the match, I was squatting you know whatever well over 200 pounds, and it's like okay, like maybe he, maybe that is the correct advice to give, but like. I'm clearly not a normal person. Like I, I perform at a very high level and it's because I take care of myself. Uh, like I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. I don't eat a lot of junk <laughs> all the time. Uh, but like I keep it relatively clean and I feel like because I've been taking care of my body and doing a lot of recovery and a lot of PT that, um, I'm in a very small percentage of people who can recover from this and can do better. So, I didn't consult anybody. I, I I know my body pretty well. I know when it's banged up and I feel very fresh, very fresh. I mean, I'm competing in jujitsu competitions where people are literally trying to rip my head off. So <laughs> very true. Very true. Now, I guess, was your wife completely supportive with you going back in the ring or was she okay with it since you were going through the jujitsu and were surviving that? Uh, she was cool. She's cool. She'll support me. She's been, you know, by far the most supportive person in my life other than my, you know, her and mama nuts are definitely the top two. Uh, but a hundred percent supportive wanted me to do whatever I wanted to do. I think she always thought that I had another story to tell, you know, and, and more to give and more people to connect with and impact. And she sees that a lot. She, she saw, you know, she saw all the good moments and all the bad moments um, where I was on top of the world having amazing matches or when WWE told me no, and, uh, you know, I felt like, I felt like shit. And I think, uh, she, she felt like it was still worth it to, to go back and, and, and to, tra- uh, to do it again. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent supportive. Um, obviously it doesn't want me to get hurt. <laughs> well, and then my second match back being in a six way ladder match probably wasn't uh, easy on the nerves, but yeah, you beat me to the punch on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Hey, but look, Hey, it wasn't just being there. Jack Pollock's first match back in nine months. Then the crazy bastards in a ladder match. I mean, it, it, there, there wasn't much more of a Jack Pollock thing to do. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it, look at the other names that were in there too. Probably wasn't, Probably wasn't the smartest choice, but it was I stiff mean, competition. <laughs> yes, extremely, but, extremely. But, I mean, you got the you got the Spasmanian Devil. You got the you say his name because I'm not going to. Bulk nasty. 
well, <laughs> it, you got Bulk Nasty just uh, just climbing up the rear, just looking for any opportunity. Obviously, with with Wardlow out of the picture at, at this point, uh, out of the title picture, making his way up to AEW, and we're excited there for his debut. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you have Rhino, you, you have. I mean, you had John McChesney, you had uh, Jack Pollock, like you had mentioned, and the list goes on and on of all the different people that are, are climbing that ladder in retrospect. Literally and figuratively. Very thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, but you mentioned more importantly than that, that it gave you an opportunity to to get outside of that comfort zone and there's only one way that you're going to prove that you are better than you were and throwing yourself into a ladder match figuratively and, and literally and literally throwing yourself into a ladder match was probably the best thing for your self-confidence as well now yeah either and, do it or you don't right yeah exactly and we're excited to see the story that you tell but I, I do have uh, a couple different rabbit holes that I want to jump down here. Now, right. we, we talked about your recovery, but we want to know a little bit more about you and a, a little bit more of the nerdy side. More I feel like we've already started hit that, man. We have, but like we, we've talked about C++. He, he, he taught himself to code, which made him very employable, to say the very least. Yeah. He, he created his yeah. own application, saw a need, and fulfilled it. And has been getting positive reviews on it. Slowly but surely, he, he's not rolling it all out in one fell swoop. It's, hey, what is needed? And here's where we go. And we can trickle those out as we go. But I want to know, because wh- one major topic that, that we talk about, yes, I'm going down this, ro- this world, yay. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I could see the grin coming. I can see it. Come on, let it go. Let it go. There we go. You look like my son during uh, like school picture day. Like smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yay, two hundred dollars, and you and you smile like a serial killer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you're obviously a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh, that's not the hole I thought you were going. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. We're talking about movies here, <sighs> but other than that. What are some of your guilty pleasures? You love David Cross, as we discovered. Um, you seem like you're a, a stand-up comedy nerd as well. Yeah, what are for some, sure. Uh, well, first off, who are some other comedians that you enjoy? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I like all the big hitters, like Chappelle, uh, Burr, all those guys. But like, I really like John Mulaney because he tells great stories. Thank you. You're yeah, the John first Mulaney's person hilarious. that I've talked to that loves John Mulaney, too. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, written a lot of stuff too. Like, I think he was one of the writers on Big Mouth, if I'm not mistaken, which is a really funny show on Netflix. Yeah, he he's um, uh, also voices the um, the kid with the glasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think he's like an uber talented guy that probably will never get like his due. He definitely is getting more recognition than he did. But like, man, he's such a good storyteller. He was a writer on on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's phenomenal. He, he's always behind the scenes, though. Like no one really knew who he was, and his comedy, his stand-up comedy, is uh, absolutely fantastic. I'm still pissed at him though because he canceled his show in Cleveland. Ah, uh, yeah. He's not the first person to do that either. That had to reschedule. I'm trying to remember who the uh, the other. Oh, that's right. Um, we got shafted with it because my wife and I won tickets to uh, Jim Jeffries. 
And oh yeah, he's hilarious. I, I love Jim Jeffries, but in because of the apology, hey, he canceled, but we're going to give you tickets to something else. They gave us tickets to Amy Schumer, who yikes, uh, yeah, thank you. So yeah, we have sucks. to say, yeah, she's terrible. I can't, yeah. The um, elephant in the room. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I do not like Amy Schumer. I don't find her funny. Like, no offense, uh, 60 minutes of you talking about your, like, no, I, I'm good. Like, yeah, nah, yeah. She, yeah. She's kind of trash. Yeah. Kind of trash. And so, a joke thief. Yes, and a joke thief, too. You you can say whatever you want, like, about, like, oh, I wrote it myself. No, you, you absolutely didn't. She, like, verbatim copied Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. She's a jackass. Yeah, so like even when the radio station called me to tell me like, oh well, like Jim Jeffries isn't coming anymore, but we have tickets to Amy Schumer. I'm like, is that supposed to make me feel better? Yeah, they should just give you like a free Big Mac or something. Yeah, like <laughs> give, give me like Boost Mobile dollars or something, and I'll go like yeah, right? change my phone plan. Like that would Where be more at? entertaining. Oh my god! So uh, back to it, John Mulaney. Um, I. Sebastian Maniscalco is one of mine. Do you watch comedies? Do you not, watch stand-up comedy? Not much. Oh, man. I've just Come never on. been. Him, man. I've just never been big into like stand-up. I have seen some of Chappelle's I, like newer stuff. I'll tell you what. Actually, I think Chappelle's newer stuff. I still think it's funny. I know it's like it. You know, it's very offensive to a lot of people. I think it's funny. I actually don't think it's his best stuff. I think it's actually no. some of his worst as far as like his whole entire body of work. But if you're not super into stand-up and you like want to you know maybe expect uh, expand into the world check out tom segura he's probably my favorite comedian I love right tom now segura. like he just his humor is like so spot on with like i don't know he he just gets like the everyday struggle of being like an average dude like i don't i really i really connect with his comedy and i just find him absolutely hilarious his podcast is really funny too which one's his yeah podcast? your mom's house yeah, oh yeah, josh house. loves that one yeah well Dude, he i'm does, telling you he did this he, i think one. he's the hottest comedian yeah he did this one um that i actually show my wife too um because like growing up like she was like a huge uh dean cook fan and like we still make references to like his his comedy bits like even to this day well he did a podcast where he had Dane Cook on where he talks about like his brother, how his brother stole all of his money. And it was absolutely insane. But like still Tom Segura was able to like warp this. Like, yeah, your brother stole millions of dollars, but I'm still gonna laugh through this story and make you feel better about the situation. Like it and Yeah, he's good at making like really fucked up shit be funny. Yeah. And yeah, he he's tremendous. Another uh, comedian. I, I'm. I've always been a Joe Coy fan. Um, his last comedy special, not not so much. Wasn't as funny. Um, uh, not so well known comedian. Very big in the wrestling community. Huge wrestling fan. Um, and he just got really popular with a, a show that he did on uh, NBC. Uh, Jeff Die. I don't know if you never heard of him. Um, he, he's got a couple specials on like uh, Spotify. Um, but huge wrestling fan. Um, that was actually I thought for sure. I thought for sure it was going to be Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> He's a huge uh, wrestling fan too. But actually, I, th- for th- I thought you were going to lean towards like Ron Funches. <laughs> I'm not aware. Of <laughs> Ron Funches is he the guy that got tackled at the football game? Who's that guy? I have no idea. He got tackled by the Jaguars. Uh, there's a comedian that his bit is he got tackled by the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot 
because he one-upped him in a dance-off at a Jaguars game. Oh, Jesus. And he got Which arrested. no one was there for because oh. the Jaguars suck. That's oh, true. man, we're, we're just... We're we're losing all kinds of listeners now. No, Jacksonville's terrible. <laughs> we we've insulted Amy Schumer and Jacksonville. That's none of our demographics anyway, so it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, we don't need them. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. No, it's fine. Well, I at this point we kind of need them because like everyone's kind of on the the Jacksonville bandwagon with uh, on the Minshew. Yeah, yeah, with Tony Khan. Oh, that one. Not Minshew. No, Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, I, I'm in sports mode. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone loves Minshew, but... Yeah, no, like, no Tony, Tony Khan, Khan and yeah. AEW, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you kind of... Like, maybe we're offending the AEW fans right now. I don't know. Mm. I don't Sorry, know. AEW fans. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My please, bad. Please, My bad. Please continue to listen. Come back. <laughs> but what are some... What are some of your uh, go-to movies? That, that's another good one. And we can... Pl- <laughs> Let's play a game right now. List <laughs> off some movies, movies, and Dave's going to tell you if he's seen it or he hasn't. <laughs> okay, n- uh, New Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the New Nightmare? No. All right. Interstellar? Wow. No, I have not seen that one yet. Jesus Christ. Uh, Goodfellas? <laughs> I haven't completed it. <laughs> I got about three quarters of the way through that one. I know, dude. Right? Well, I think we're done here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Pack her up. I mean, come on, man. Goodfellas? <laughs> Goddamn. The movie is like the movie you watch if you want to get hungry. All the food in that movie is fucking delicious. Yes. Like Such the scene where he's cutting the garlic with the razor blade. Oh. Yes. God. I, I, um, Friday's another movie uh, that I, uh, one of my go-tos for sure. Fri- I, mine was always Booty Call with, uh, yeah? with Jamie Foxx and uh, Dude, Tommy Jamie da- Fox is... Dangerfield. Uh, no, not yeah. Dangerfield. Uh, Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. That was always my go-to. Jamie Foxx is. I live with hot sauce. Right? Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he did live with hot sauce. Yeah, I have a friend that his name is actually hot sauce. Huh? Yeah, there's something new every day. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> one of the. Guy. He was the illustrious thirteen that I mentioned previously. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, he he was one of the thirteen. Yeah, one of the one of the thirteen. Okay, disciples. hit hit him with a couple more because I don't think we've insulted him enough. All right, let's see. Uh, All About the Benjamins. That's a good one. That's a really uh, good White one. Chicks. No. Uh, You've seven. never seen White Chicks? No. What? Well, they're making a White Chicks, too. They just announced it yesterday, they're so you better chicks. study up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently, I, apparently, yeah, apparently right I offended Pat's yeah, wife, my too. My wife's sitting on her, like, on her couch behind <laughs> our uh, studio, <laughs> and my wife just had to chime in. You've never seen White Chicks? No. Are you Phenomenal f- movie. Are you kidding me? I'm not a fan of the Thousand Wayans. Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Oh my god! I'm not a fan Terry Crews. I am not a fan of the Wayans brothers. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be for this movie. It's hilarious. Terry Crews singing Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles, and I need which you. Which is a great to- song. Yeah, it is. I play it every weekend. That's not it even is a, a joke. Phenomenal song. Yeah, Vanessa Carlton was just a broke ass Michelle Branch, though. So let's just get that out of the way. Very true. <laughs> Michelle Branch was a phenomenal artist. Yeah, and then there was uh, gee, well, we could talk about artists too, but he wouldn't know that either. Yeah, yeah I still, Goodfellas, you still haven't finished Three, it. No, wait, have I you haven't. seen Friday at least? No. Jesus, oh my God, how the hell are you going to get fired on your I'm day off? Oh, I've seen that all. Oh, I've seen that everywhere. What the fuck yeah. you doing stealing boxes for? We trying to do build a clubhouse. <laughs> what a great movie! It's such a good movie. It's like no wonder. Like, why? Who runs like that? 
Come on. <laughs> All right, c- continue, guys. Harry Go Potter? On. Harry Potter? Oh, fuck those movies. Lord of the Rings. No. All right. Well, this is bullshit. <laughs> now he's just saying no. We've literally like we're no, on, I, I, we're literally on the prices right right now because I'm just watching this like yodeler just fall down the hill. You do and that's know literally he's found a friend. That that is like a like uh, you've the like a like a metaphor for how this interview has gone. We've been at the top of the peak. And you do know the mountain climber just... starts at the bottom and goes up, right? Yeah, but he's got to go <laughs> but down. Th- that's true. He does fall over. He does yeah. kind of fall over. Okay, the Jack, the go up the hill with Jill and fall down. So, Harry Potter movies? No, none of them? I don't not, like not it. a I single one. Not a single one, huh? I've I've seen bits and pieces of them, but it's not he my cup of tea. Any of like like any of the Marvel movies either? He refuses. You to... know, I'm actually not a huge fan of the Marvel movies. Thank you. Hold on, yeah. hold on. The, Superheroes the, don't do it for me. Hold on. See? Have, have you seen Deadpool? No. I have not. What? I have not seen Deadpool. Finally. I literally have no interest in superheroes. Finally! It's finally, finally, finally. When it's... I want to be a superhero, I just wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> See? Deadpool. Well, uh, that's a... That's a childish Gambino lyric from like 2010. <laughs> as he grabs, I, as he grabs his Deadpool little, oh, he has to turn him around. I'm yeah. not saying it's not good. I just, I, I, just I don't l- really fuck with it. I, I love that you you reference childish Gambino too. Oh, dude, I've Lo- been about childish Gambino since Point Dexter mixtape. Oh man, back when he was trying to lobby to be Spider Man when he was on Community. Oh, I loved Community. That was such yeah, a good show I mean, too. Yeah, my Chase favorite was. Um, What's uh it's a song it's a song with Flux uh Pavilion. Uh Do or Die. That's my favorite childish Gambino song. Yeah, that would have been on probably Point Dexter. Yeah. Such a good song there. And then everything that he did, well, you wouldn't have seen it, but every like with like all of Black Panther too, like uh he, he was he did like a couple renditions there uh of the Black Panther album, but you wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> so don't even know what what I'm talking about right now because all I want to talk about is a uh, Marvel comic and uh, superhero movies. But I, I guess right it, over my head. Yep, yeah. it's fine. It's about time I finally got someone on my side. Have you Have you seen Forrest Gump? <laughs> oh. You have seen Forrest Gump, right? Oh yeah, that's like an all time oh, okay. favorite. He's just lying now. He's just like, yeah, no, 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 yeah no, I've no, seen I, that. I went with the one movie that I knew that he's seen. Um, he he just finally saw. Yes, I'm going to bring it up. He finally saw Shawshank Redemption after. All oh, these years, yeah. Finally saw it. Finally, hey, at least at least at least he got around to it because apparently he's too good for Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess ridiculous. So. so no, no more uh, bashing on Dave. I guess uh, we can save it. Damn for it, the- Dave! Damn it, Dave! I mean, <laughs> he, he's just like RC Dupree over here. Just like way to go, Dave. Way to go. I mean, he, uh, he's much, he's much better than that. I mean, no, that that's how the that's how the interview ended with uh with uh, RC Dupree. Just very disappointed in Dave, and we didn't even talk about movies. <laughs> didn't even talk about movies with RC. Oh, disappointing just, Dave. Uh, double D, <laughs> double D. That's oh, D squared. Oh, D plus plus. B D D. God damn it. B D D. B D D. I like it. Oh man! Oh, shirts are coming. Shirts are definitely coming. <laughs> we should, we should literally just instead of um like band shirts that have like this like the cities that they travel to. Yeah, we should just make a shirt literally of all the movies that we brought up on the show that you haven't seen, 
and literally just like make a list for people like so this. that way they can literally just cross it off when you come on the show. Like I've crossed this <laughs> off and it could be an ongoing <laughs> joke on the show. Like, well, here's what you do. So you make a list of movies. You make 12 movies that, that he has to watch, okay? And then once a month at the beginning of a podcast, he has five minutes and he has to review the movie because he has to watch it. And we can do it on Patreon. Another yeah. Patreon idea right there. Why, Pat, there you, you go. got the notepad nearby. We need to start writing this shit any. down. We, we need... Hey, hold on. I'll ask my wife. Hey, sweetie, can you get me a dry erase board and a cork board, please? She just said and you no. could really run with the disappointing Dave line too, because like you could just be very underwhelmed by all these amazing movies, like that you were disappointed in them, <laughs> like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, like you just don't put it over at all. Like you're like, yeah, Titanic, um, two out of five. <laughs> like just, sweetheart, th- there was enough room on that just, on that door for both of you. Titanic just sank at the theaters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. This one really tanked for this me one. personally. You can wear a fedora and like a plaid scarf. Yeah, this would be pretty good. It just kind of ran a little cold for me. I mean, uh, yeah, didn't, re- didn't really have a whole lot of excitement. <laughs> oh, dude, this is gonna be a total like third. Dude, this is what we'll do. This will be like the Friday dump. We'll just do the five, the Friday, five, dump. The Friday dump. The five oh, minutes of, <laughs> of just poop. Like just some of the greatest. Like you watch The Godfather finally, and it's just like I. Didn't get it. <laughs> just the whole. Didn't that's get it. yeah. The, we'll have we'll have like a ten minute Friday podcast of just. Have you at least uh, seen Scarface? No. Shit. It's like mm, didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. Yeah, not enough cocaine. Yeah, not, <sighs> not enough cocaine. Not enough. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, not enough cocaine. Well, uh, no, I think there's some people. Uh, yeah, some some instances. Right. I don't know. I yeah. You no, know, I don't. I don't dabble in that. So. Maybe there's some people like in my case, it, there, there's never any. So, Dave, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got so lost in what the hell you were talking about. I think we were talking about cocaine. I got yeah, lost. I, I like you just started rambling. I'm like, where did he go? <laughs> I, I don't know. Another thing that a cocaine addict has said. Where did he go? <laughs> or where did it go? How how would you know? I could only assume that they would be like, "Hey, wh- who who used all the cocaine? Is that is that the proper vernacular for that? Who who used all the cocaine? I think so. Who who blew yeah, all who the- blew all the cocaine? Coming from my wife, yeah. And the peanut gallery behind us. Yeah. Thank you, peanut. <laughs> oh, it can't be the peanut gallery. It's got, it's got to be the uh, it's got to be something Jimmy Nuts wise. Uh, the nut shop. No, mm. no. The nut shop. Mm. Mm, no. Like, if you were going to have a talk show on a promotion, what would you call it? Talking nuts. Mm. 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 Wow, I just went really, like, in my head, I just went. Go for it. No. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. It, it Pat, just... we already said adult content on this show. Wait, wait, go wait, for wait. it. Hold on. Are we, are we WWE or AEW right now? AEW. Okay, Busting Nuts with Jimmy Nuts. I like that. That's good. Yes. Okay. You, and if you want to keep PG, you can do Kraken Nuts. Kraken Nuts. I like that better. Uh, it, that's the PG version, though. Bustin' Nuts definitely has better syllables. Yes. Bustin' like, Nuts with Jimmy Nuts. There you go. Yeah. I like it. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> what the <laughs> f- <laughs> God, I, I'm, we're keeping that. <laughs> Jeez, just grab a mic if you want to get involved. Hey, there's a rocking chair. Why don't you join? Yeah, jump on, <laughs> jump on over here.
we're just busting nuts over here. Come on. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple more questions. For wait, you. wait, 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 wait. What? We just got to busting nuts. We just come came up with a because new I idea I for have an app? okay. Are we? Are you about to hit our last few? Are, are you normal. know we never finish. I when do. We say we are. I know because we still wow. got to get into. We still got to get into Brown's deep dive. Fine, let's do <laughs> it now so we can end on a positive note afterwards. Well, yeah, duh, that's real. the whole point. Yeah, we need to. Okay, Brown's deep dive. Go. All right. Thoughts so far on said season? <laughs> that was. Uh, I think it's probably. So I think the expectations were too high coming from everyone. Like, to the point where people are actually, like, hating the Browns, which no one should hate us because we're pathetic. Like, it's like rooting against the underdog. It's just kind of like me. But, um, so I already thought the expectations were too high. Like, like even making playoffs, I was like, okay, like, that'd be, you know, the greatest thing in the world. But, like, let's, let's, let's chill at, like, seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, I think even with my expectations, we are performing way under expectation. I think... I think the season's been pretty bad. I mean, there's a lot of positives. Nick Chubb's a beast. I've been saying that since last year in week two. I, I don't understand why we even got Kareem Hunt. I know he's a great football player, but I think Nick Chubb's just as good. Um, Do you feel like Nick Chubb has something to prove, and that's why he's playing at that caliber, though? No, because he did um, this last year. No, dude, I'll be honest, dude. I, I think that guy is just a winner. And, uh, you know, he came back from a knee surgery that was supposed to be, like, debilitating, and you don't, you don't, I mean, just to come in and play at the NFL after like a really bad knee surgery is already such an amazing feat. And then for him to put on the season, you know, like that he did last year and he's just a different running back. Like he breaks a lot of tackles. He he's, I think he is the best after contact in the NFL right now. And that's nothing that that's something that like Kareem's not going to bring to the table. Um, Cause Lord knows the offensive line's not going to block. So he's got to shed tackles to get positive yards. Yeah. I'm yeah, losing uh, it with Batonio. Like, no, but yeah. no, Batonio. Batonio is fine. Batonio is a could guard. Not block Jimmy no. Boza. Like Joey good. Bo- he's not a fucking tackle, Pat. But Batonio is not for shit. Oh no, he has. It's they're they're all beating the tackles. They're all beating Greg Robinson. They're all beating Chris Hubbard. Dude, and, they and, could launch Greg Robinson into space right now. Hey, that's what, hey, shit. that's why all of a sudden today there's been a hell of a lot of more uh, heavy talk about getting Trent Williams from the Redskins. Yeah, they uh, they really traded Seabert. For a fifth round pick to the Rams, did you see that? Uh, Corbett. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Seabird. Oh, Jesus. See, <laughs> I'm all yeah. messed up. And, and Dave's my go-to, like with any sports-related news. Well, hey, if, hey, if Todd would quit being like you know a husband, a worker, and a guy going to grad school, we could get our sports podcast off the ground. We, we could. Or yeah, we sacrifices, could. Bub. Yeah, gotta make sacrifices. Yeah, sacrifices. I know. But but Nick, <laughs> but no, Nick Chubb easily. Georgia pumps out good running backs. Please see Herschel Walker back in the day and Todd Gurley. And I honestly and I honestly said if Nick Chubb didn't blow on his knee, he would have been a first round pick. Here's the question. Ohio State quarterbacks. When was the last good one? Ohio State normally doesn't. Pryor? Pryor was Pryor was okay. Yeah, Pryor was okay. I feel like he didn't get enough time in Oakland. Um yeah, Ohio State is not meant for quarterbacks. Let's they are not. No. But I am still. Yeah, Craig Wenzel. You guys remember Craig Wenzel? Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig Krenzel. Craig, Craig Krenzel. Krenzel. I'm sorry. See, I didn't. Yes, even, I the, the, the like up. the microbiologist. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he had. His degree was like in microbiology. You know, he ended up starting a game in the NFL for, I think, for the Chicago accident. for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, and yep, he, was he was with the Chicago Bears. 
Uh, Troy Smith, one of the only Heisman winners to like just about never get drafted. I think he got drafted in the seventh round. That doesn't yep. happen. And then he yep. he didn't do well when he went to Baltimore, which is fine because you know fuck Baltimore. But yeah. when when you do things like this, like when we talk about movies, I I I don't think I can like knock on you anymore. And then you do something like this and totally redeem yourself, like. <laughs> I, it, like I could hear your smile. Yes. Like the man the knows what he knows. Yes. Oh my god. Exactly. He, he is like a plethora of like whenever we like do like if there's ever a trivia night like sports related. If it's, sport, if it's sports trivia, I'm, I'm taking there. him like and I'm just gonna sit back, just eat my wings, drink my beer, and Dave, here's the cards. Go go to town. Let him run with it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, win us win us our free tab. Here we go. <laughs> so I will pose this question to you. Uh, because I think you know more about football than me. Uh, do you think Baker is fine, or do you think uh, it maybe maybe uh, last year was a little bit of a fluke? Oh, let me kick my feet back for this one because I already know where he's going. Oh, no, I do slightly think that there is a bit of a sophomore slump. I think he's. I think because because of Odell Beckham and a lot of the outside talk, I think he is pressing a little bit. Yeah. I also think trading. Kevin Zeitler for OBJ has hurt him a little bit because they are getting a little bit more of inside pressure. I do also believe the fact that Greg Robinson has not been as good as last year. They nope. are beating the fuck out of him. They are beating the fuck out of Hubbard. We're, we're ba- and also the game planning has been god awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest issue with our team this year has been the play calling is questionable at best. Yeah, because I still remember the Rams game. They brought up when he held the ball for more than two and a half seconds, his complete he was like two for at that time he was like two for eleven. Yep. When he got the ball out in less than two and a half seconds, he was eleven of twelve for the night. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was fucking ridiculous. That and that's what you need to do, and especially with guys like Landry and Odell Beckham. You sit yep. there, you hit the three step drop. By the time you hit that back foot, that ball should be out of your hand. And you just get them the ball and let them work. They have the. Yeah, I think they're they're fast. They're meant to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're gonna get they're gonna make their money uh, with the yards after catch. I think uh, uh, what I've been seeing with Baker do, and man, it's like Tim Couch all over again. He's get, he's taking these smacks and he's just he's dipping out of the pocket even when the pocket's fine, and he's starting to double, triple, quadruple clutch his throws. Yeah. Like it just I get I can feel him second guessing himself through the screen, and it's like. No, like I can almost see him slipping into that abyss of like Mark Sanchez or some shit. And it's like, please, no, fuck. Like, please don't be that guy. Yeah. Like, whenever, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to, like, it, it was just this past, like, with the two intercept. what was it? The two interceptions that he threw? Did he throw two? Seven of his, I saw a stat that says seven, seven, of, of, his seven of his 11 interceptions have hit the receiver first. Yeah, have have hit the receiver first. Seven yeah, they're doing him 11? no favors. They're yeah. doing him no favors. No, like and he's he's yeah. had some bad passes, but like the like he just said, like seventy seven percent or whatever it would be sixty seven percent of his throw interceptions have been catchable balls. You know, but with that said, they probably wouldn't tip him. He's been throwing behind the receivers a lot, yeah. so even though they're hitting him in the hands. Eh, he you know Brady throws it low, right? Like Brady throws it ahead and he throws it low and. Baker, he throws it behind and high, and yeah. guys are getting killed. He's They're been getting killed. He has been doing that a lot more 
this year. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just he's feeling the pressure. I think that's honestly what it is: is he's feeling the pressure and he's trying to force it. And he's and it's, I think he's and banged it's all, up too, man. It, well, yeah, especially on that spin. He had a hell of a limp on. Sunday yeah, too. yeah, yeah. When he went to scramble for that one first down, he he went to spin away from the defender. Defender hit him in the hip. That's where yep. he got hurt. Yeah, I told I told my wife. I said. uh I said I see them uh, coming out of the bye looking okay, but it, like if this shit continues, I think Baker will have a uh, a pretty severe injury before the end of the year. And whenever his he went down with that hip and went to the locker room, I was like, there it is. I was like, there it is. I knew it. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought that too. And I was, I'm like, that's when we lost. But I thought it was because yeah. Garrett Gilbert was going to have to come in to lead this team. But oh, here's God. also one, <laughs> here's here's also one one thing is after the bye week. If you think about going into practice this week, I don't know how much you follow. I know how much you follow like their Twitter or other beat writers that they were all saying that everyone that was hurt was practicing last week, meaning Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and Richard Higgins were all practicing last week. Higgins was actually yeah. active last week, but you didn't, he didn't play. Yeah. I th- and and pretty much Kitchens came out and said today he didn't really want to push Higgins too much. He wanted to give him essentially the extra week, let get through the bye, and then he'll fold them back in. I think that's one thing that's also hurt Baker. Him, Higgins and Baker have such a crazy chemistry. Yeah, he has lost his safety valve, and then also yeah. having Callaway gone those first four weeks didn't help. So you well, lose your safety valve, you and, lose but Callaway. He's found it in in what's his name Seals, Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, Ricky Seals Jones. Who that's his go to now? Who, yeah. yeah, what's up with Njoku? Where's Njoku? Uh, N- I know he Njoku he got hurt. Yeah, he he got hurt uh, in the Jet Njoku. game. Remember when he fell on his head? Yeah, yeah. How he also fell on his wrist and broke his wrist. Oh, uh, yeah. They put him on IR. I mean that that's a huge one because he's a safety net, you know, for for Baker. But Seals Jones has been spectacular. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him and Njoku battling for. Um, yeah, because Stills Jones is a wide receiver, or I'm sorry, a tight end. Yeah, right? he is. Notice, yeah. yeah so and- him and Njoku are going to have a little competition because I think Stills Jones has been maybe the most outstanding receiver that Baker's had in the last few weeks. Yeah, and you also have like what the fourth tight end, Pharaoh Brown. Notice the yeah. one, the one tight end you don't see is, uh, fuck, I don't even know his Harris, Demetri- like Demetrius Harris, who yeah. he got from yeah. Kansas City because. He kept dropping balls in the end zone, and he couldn't block for shit. Yeah, the story yeah. of our team, for real. Uh-huh. But I mean, I don't. Uh, the defense is good, but they're banged up, and yeah. uh, you know they can only do so much. And then, like, how many three and outs have we had this year, or how many turn? Yeah. I mean, it's just this, been so bad. This bye week, this bye week has come at the perfect time, and I start, I start thinking to last year. Yeah. Our record at the bye two five and one. When yeah. did we play our best football last year? After the bye. Yep. I think this bye week's gonna we'll this comes at the perfect time. You're gonna well, have you're like gonna come back shit record. You're either. gonna you're two and four. It's kind of shitty. You're coming. It is but shitty, but it could be it, well. It could be zero and six. That's true. The division's shitty though. That's the nice. Yeah. Thing. That's true. And here's and, and we're one and zero in the division. So if we can win everyone, but maybe let's say one game in the division. I mean, we just gotta win a few more and sneak it in. I mean, the division games are are must wins. Like if we start dropping, if we drop one of the Steelers or something, I mean, then I'm gonna. I don't think gonna it's gonna be, be the Steelers. I think if we drop any, it's gonna be the Baltimore. It's gonna be the Baltimore. But Baltimore's good, man. But that's a that, let's well, not really them. look at look at who they've played. If you think about this, if you think compare the Browns and the Ravens schedule from but here on, but they said the same no. thing about the 49ers. Liz, li, I know, and look at yeah. look at the Rams. Maybe I think are more legit, but look at the Ravens and the Browns schedules. Browns have the Patriots, 
Who else do they have on the back? Five divi- They have the Patriots, five division games, so that's six. The Cardinals, Miami, Buffalo, and Denver. Well, these that is your ten. I, I honestly think there is a path to seven and three after the bye, which puts you nine and seven. I'll take it. Baltimore has not played New England. Baltimore has not played the Rams, the Seahawks, the Niners. So do you think uh, nine and seven gets them in the playoffs? I think nine and seven could get you in the playoffs. Especially in our division. Especially in our division. Pittsburgh. I just think back to 07, we went 10 and 6 and fucking missed the playoffs. Yeah, but this could, be, this could be one Bottle of them. Bottlegate. This could. No, that was not 07. That was like 02. Well, 07 was we were, Derek Anderson's. We were 10 year. and 6. Yeah, but that wasn't Bottlegate. But I was just saying, ten, no, we went 10 and 6 in yeah. 2000. No, 2007, yes. 10, 10 and 6, and we missed the playoffs. No, but in, in, for Bottlegate. That was 2001 or 2002, whenever we uh, Bottlegate happened, we were nine and seven, I think. Yeah, bottle, yeah, Bottlegate. We actually made the playoffs at nine and seven. Kelly Holmcomb had a record-breaking game against the Steelers in the wild card and somehow lost, and everyone thought Kelly Holmcomb was going to be like the next yeah. thing. Yeah, because in the last sucked. three and a half yeah, minutes, because they played prevent to win defense. Yeah. Yeah, I honest, I honestly think this season, I think there You're is a path. You're making me want to drink right I think now. There is a, I, think there is a, <laughs> I think there's on the back half, there's a path to 7-3 and three after the bye. I think the three losses honestly being New England, Baltimore, and I think Buffalo. Buffalo is, Buffalo is what, 4-2? and 4-1, and 4-2? and two? Buffalo is... Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not we'll convinced see. on that either, but they have played, but their defense has played some good football. I mean, the Patriots beat the shit out of them, didn't they? No, right. no, they barely. New England barely got by Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's the right. game. That's the game that Josh Allen got hurt. If Josh Allen didn't get yeah, hurt in that right. game, I think they would have won because they actually Matt Barkley had a chance to drive them down at the end of the game and threw an interception. Well, I think the Browns will probably. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'll take um, nine and seven. Yeah, I I think you could take nine get and division. seven. I think I'm, I'm taking eight and eight. Which I'll take six and ten. <laughs> there we go. If I'm being honest, I, I I really I foresee Baker if he keeps taking shots. You can't take shots from you know these offense. I mean, like our defensive linemen. I mean, these guys are running like four eight forties at three hundred pounds. Like you can't get hit by that that's many times and not have a, a very severe injury. So I'm real worried about that. But we're not going to win any more games if we do not stop getting penalized like out of the game and also with the play calling has to be better. It just has to be better. I agree. Well, there's a lot of things that obviously we can cover about the Browns and maybe we can do a sports talk show with Bustin' Nuts with Jimmy Nuts. That Dude, could be we should a great just do idea. a Browns review every Sunday. Let's we do it. should, and that's a great idea, and we could call it Bustin' Nuts with Jimmy Nuts. I think that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> what did she say? She said no more podcasts. <laughs> no more podcasts. <laughs> I'm getting shut down. Jimmy Nuts' wife supports his dreams and goals. <laughs> Throwing your wife under the bus now. <laughs> I'm going to get shit thrown at me right now. So <laughs> Yeah, I hope you like sleeping on the couch. That's cool, man. That's... My couch is comfy. My hey. co- I'm co- that's I'm, true. This nice leather wrapper probably has that imprint of you on it, right? Like, yeah, it's got my ass print. It's fine. That's why it's called <laughs> my spot. So, well, we have a couple more questions for you. We obviously th- this is a two parter. This could easily be a three parter, but we've only made it two. But uh, we have a couple more questions for you. So, first and foremost, I think we we you know what we don't have two questions for you. We have one because we've already covered what's next for Jimmy Nuts, which is obviously to. Make a comeback, make a name for yourself, and 
literally pick up where you left off just better than you were before. So we're excited to see the story that you tell. But side I, I, Oh, side note, one final sports thing. Oh, God. National sweep. National swept? Seven, seven to four. They're going to their – Bryce Harper leaves, and they're going to the World Series. Well, he even nice. said in his said, uh, yeah, press he, conference – In his opening press conference, yeah, want to bring a title, title to, to D.C. DC. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. It's great. He did. All he had to do was leave. Yep. So – uh, Bryce Harper probably feels like an asshole right now, but who knows? Yeah. But they're going to the World Series, and, and he's in uh, Philadelphia uh, resting up for uh, next season. So I, I it's story time. Yes. So th- this, is a, this is a staple of our show, and I think we got a good one from you. I, I hope. I don't know. I kind of set the expectations a little high. I think so. I'm, I'm just going to dive right into it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to premise some other ones that we've had, but I need the best rib story that you've had, whether it's happened to you, you experienced it firsthand, or you've heard about it in passing. The best rib story that you've you've experienced. Oh God. Um. Oh man, that one catches me off guard. Let me let me think on this. Okay. Because there's, I know there's been good ones, but it's like. We'll, we'll let you think. So, so Dave. Yes. David. David. Yeah. So your your goal for next week um, is you need to watch white chicks. Pass. No, 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 no. This isn't this isn't a question. This is this is simply a we will not push record until said movie has been watched. I don't care if you'd like the Waynes Brothers or not. It's one of the funniest movies that they've come out with. And it's nothing like the ones that you, you hate on. You can breathe all you want, my friend. You're going to watch it. Probably not. No, you really are. Do you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Then you would love the humor. Well, that's dude, I love anything. Dude, Terry Crews is just not a terrible person. Well, He's Terry awesome. Crews is in White Chicks. Yeah, but. And he has the funniest character in White Chicks. It is the staple of the movie. After you see this movie, every okay, single time explain, you... Okay, explain to me how white people can't do blackface, but they can do whiteface. Wow. Want to go race <laughs> right now? Wow. <laughs> wow. Food Boom. for ha- thought. Boom. Lawyered. <laughs> Lawyered, my friend. What a terrible ending to a show. Nope. Do, you ever, do, you ever watch, uh, do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Me? Yes. I don't like Jason Segal. I don't either. I'm not a big yeah, fan. So I never watched it. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, he was he was very good in forgetting Sarah Marshall, though. Oh, dude, that was a great movie. He, he was yeah, good in Freaks and Geeks. Movie. It's not it's not that he's a bad actor. I just don't. I don't know. He seems like a good guy. I, he just doesn't do it for me. Only a few come to mind, but the one that comes to mind for me, I'm not a Tobey Maguire fan at all. Just his, just his, I'm kind of with you on that. I like his Spider Man. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. His Spider Man movies, and that's about it. The first one. That's it. I did not like two. I did not absolutely hated three. They probably plus had a cameo of Randy Savage. So yeah, so that's true by default. (laughs) Um, That's the last superhero movie. I'm not. I'm not a uh, Zoe Deschanel fan. I love New Girl, but I did not like New Girl. Because of Zoe Deschanel. Oh, speaking speaking of her hot hot take, Elf is a terrible movie. What? You shut your fucking mouth right Elf now. Elf is a terrible movie. You've got to be fucking kidding me right no. now. 
Yeah, you did not just say that on the spot. I did. What the fuck is Elf wrong with is you? a terrible movie. You are fucking high. <laughs> yes. I made sure to say that as your wife walked in. Elf yes. is a terrible movie. She is. You are fuck. But anyway, <laughs> what's the actor that we both hate? <laughs> besides Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> there's a second? <laughs> yes. There's another actor that we just don't like. Anything that they're in, we don't like them. Sit like sit on it for a little bit. No, not in the realm of elf. Just in general, what's someone that we don't like? We don't like Amy Schumer, which we've already covered well. <laughs> what? She's she's trying to kick us out of here. Yeah, this is our studio. Get out of here. Go back. To, go back. It's my basement. Hey, this, this is, is my section. Hey, this is Parts Unknown. This Come on. Is, yeah, it's Parts Unknown, also known as Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Even says it in our Twitter bio. That's Parts true. Unknown, a.k.a. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. You got one yet? <laughs> so I think I, I, there, there are some ribs, but the, the ribs I'm thinking of, are pro- I, I, I can't share them in, in public because uh, they're very inappropriate. Uh, well, we're not but, in public. We're on a podcast. Yeah, still, uh, I don't think I feel comfortable releasing the information to uh, the uh, said all public. Right. All right. But but the good one that I did have uh, a good rib on me one time was uh, I brought in uh, – it was at a show in West Virginia. I can't even remember. It was, it was like a sister company, I believe, to the company that I was trained at. But uh, I remember I brought in entrance music, and I was an idiot, and I didn't like realize that my entrance music shouldn't just be something to get me pumped up, but something that should fit like my gimmick and my character. And uh, I believe I handed a Rick Ross song <laughs> for my entrance music. Oh God! <laughs> and at this time, I'm like 150 pounds, soaking wet, and like I look like an idiot. I was like Justin Bieber, like on bath salts, and uh, they <laughs> they sub my music out uh, with like a virgin. And uh, my music oh. hit, and instead of just not coming out like I should have, uh, I walked out to it. <laughs> so that w- that was probably like the best personal rib I had on me. Another really good one was um, telling a fellow wrestler that we were going to take it easy, and uh, calling a body slam on the floor, and just pancaking him as hard as I possibly could on the ground. Um, Love that guy. Uh, that was that was God. more just mean. Uh, that was more of a dick move. Uh, and then uh, I knew he had been working out and getting in really good shape. So I walked up to him and told him that he needed to respect the business and himself and make sure that he starts working out because he looks like shit. Uh, that that was again. Fuck? Yeah, no, think about it. You know that that was actually just really mean. Uh, <laughs> he looked great too. That was the best part. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and apparently he like hated me for like a good month after that. So good times. One of, one of my good friends now. Uh, <laughs> you have a lot um, of those people that you start off on a bad foot with, and though yeah, like, I mean oh, I was kind of a jackass when I was younger too. Like you just learn how to talk to people, and then you also learn that you know your your shit stinks just like everybody else's. But uh, you know that was all in good fun. I wasn't actually <laughs> trying to be malicious with the person, you know. Um, Man, what an uh, asshole! Great guy though. <laughs> yeah, he still. Yeah, he still. He still uh, reminds me of that every time I see him. So best it's, man at my wedding, funny. but yeah, yeah, best man at my so wedding. So th- those are the the only like ribs that I'm willing to talk about. <laughs> I understand. There's some other horrendous ones, uh, but to not paint myself in a bad light, I think I'll just uh, call it there. <laughs> I, I I respect, respect it. Respect it. <laughs> 
So another day, maybe. Uh, he, he said that he's a lightweight, so he's a cheap date. So we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, if you give me give me a white claw, I'll be good. <laughs> oh, hey, there's no laws when you're drinking claws, man. No, that is, that so is not fucking true. That is totally yeah, prove true. it. Prove it. Prove it, tell, bro. Yeah, tell that in the court of law. <laughs> Sounds like a guy who needs a white claw. Yeah. Gypsy. Gypsy. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> well, if you want to follow along, there's only really one place where you can find them, and that's on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, right. the the next goal that we have is to get Jimmy Nuts on Instagram. I have an Instagram, and it has like 700 followers, but I've never posted anything on it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's yeah, I have pro- no picture. I don't even have a profile picture. It's just an empty silhouette, and I have like 700 followers. And I'm real confused by that. <laughs> People are following nothing. I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel coming in the new year, I believe. Uh, so maybe I'll start posting on there then whenever I'm trying to push that out. But What's what's the YouTube channel about? Uh, so it's going to be really about like... Uh, at first, at least, my plan is just to kind of walk people through the process that I went to become a self-taught developer without a degree in computer science and how people can switch their careers and, and be self-taught and kind of give the um, that, that pathway of how I did it. And then also just talk about development-related stuff. I, I'm really passionate about what I do. To me, it's not work. Like I, I, I love it just as much as I love wrestling and jiu-jitsu and everything else. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what the channel is going to start out as. And if I can get a decent... Um, amount of people interested i would really like to start doing maybe vlogs on show days for wrestling and all my jiu-jitsu competition days and just kind of walk people through how thinly stretched i am with my schedule (laughs) um and just show people that uh you can do a lot more than what you think so well you've done it with the app so if you haven't downloaded yet shuffle fit shuffle fit shuffle Shuffle fit Fit. find it in your app store head on over there you can find his free it's free and he does and there is a twitter for it there is a twitter yes there's a twitter for it it's at uh i think it's shuffle fit app but uh you can hit me up directly on twitter jimmy nuts at the flockavelli uh that which is because i really enjoyed waka flocka's tape called flockavelli uh (laughs) um you can hit me up on there with any feedback you have or any questions you might have if you're interested in coding or jiu-jitsu or wrestling or some nerd shit. I, I love so. your face right now because you're like, Jimmy's a gangster. Like, wanted to come up <laughs> to Rick Ross. Like, Oh, dude, I used to, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I used to dabble in very, very deep mixtape uh, territory on datpiff.com, and I used to DJ downtown in Morgantown. And uh, always had to be up and up on the new shit. So I, I'm I'm a big hip hop fan. I I'm a DJ as well. Oh well, badass. Yeah. So that's oh. why I, I'm the. Do the we totally that... miss like that twenty minutes of conversation? Well, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not going to get into that. But Jimmy, Jimmy, we appreciate your time. Obviously, the two episodes that you come on for us as well. We are excited to see where this takes you, where this leads you moving forward, and we wish you nothing but the best. But we can't wait to meet you finally in person as well awesome yeah i appreciate you guys having me on i loved it i think we should do a part three soon uh after i uh beat the shit out of dylan bostic and get my title back eventually we'll uh we'll do it again i'll win some gold medals in the meantime in jiu-jitsu and who the hell knows maybe uh maybe we can get you guys a website up or something hell yeah i like it (laughs) i like it too jimmy nuts ladies and gentlemen i still don't like you the fact that you mentioned that Elf is not a good movie. It really isn't. You're a fucking dick. It's fucking terrible. No, it's not. It's really Half not the that movies good. that you've probably seen are terrible. Probably, but Elf is not that good. Yeah, that's poppycock, my friend.
poppycock. Straight poppycock. You're poppycock. You're poppycock. Want to know what else is poppycock? This brown season. And, of course, we have a Browns dude, this, fan on. Dude, and, this is exactly yeah. how I told you this was going to go. I know. I so know. So they are still... They are still... Ex- they're still on their way. Dude, you're, and we're playing a bat, another backup quarterback this week. I we, know. We don't even have to play Flacco. No, we don't have to play Flacco. He's out, and then who knows? I mean, Miami looked good in the first quarter yesterday, like the first half, and then they just went to shit. So, I mean, we, we will get at least four wins this season, which is an improvement well, over yeah, the last I, couple of years. Well, we'll we'll be Miami. We should beat Cincinnati twice now that they've uh, benched Andy Dalton. Well, yeah, we'll probably beat the Ravens again. Who knows? I I'm telling you, I think right now, I Buffalo and Baltimore are the last two losses of the year. Mm, I agree, but uh, I digress. So yeah. it, I, I I'm looking forward to obviously with what's coming up this weekend. Uh, we touched on it enough. So this coming weekend, obviously, IWC winner take all. Woo! Yeah, excited. Hell of a card too. So quite a few epic matches announced and even more to come. I think the the big talk and the big shock and the big surprise and all the people all over Twitter are kind of shitting on it already because, oh, we already know how it's going to end. Can't you just enjoy the match? No, people can't because they suck. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to the main event versus the North. You got Ethan Page coming in, making his return. And obviously you have Josh Alexander who's now become kind of a mainstay at IWC and then you have the current IWC tag team champions the main event going to be putting their titles on the line but then in a weird turn of events the North have decided to put their impact wrestling tag team championships on the line as well in a title versus title match winner take all Hmm. and there's so many people oh it's going to end in DQ how do you know that how do you know that in this case, the North could walk out with it. How do you know that this isn't an invitation for the main event to go to Impact Wrestling? Who knows? Who knows at all? They would deserve but it, man. They, they absolutely would deserve it. So why don't you guys just sit back, relax, and just enjoy the show, enjoy the match? Because even if it does end in DQ, whatever, however it ends, if the regulators come out and intercept it and give the titles to the North, great. You're putting the titles on the north and taking them away and just giving yourself an equally hard challenge in the future? That doesn't make sense unless the north is going to be joining the regulators or another team, but I don't see that happening because I think the north uh, travels alone. But if they travel with anybody, I think it would make sense. Just with uh, Josh Alexander's history with Canadian Strong Style, he jumps on the uh, Team Storm bandwagon, which would be... Awesome. By the way, you get Dude, what about see? But what about our? I think my one of my new favorite tag teams. What's that? Steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. Hell yeah! I'm not saying his name, but steak and eggs. Hell yeah! Xander and yeah, bulk no, and shut up. Nasty and shut up. Say not saying it. Say it. I can't say his name. I know I you can't. really can't. I really can't. Bulk nasty. Ooh, I did it. Hey, congratulations. Hey. I had to look down and close my eyes and like think of like <laughs> go to my happy place like in Happy Gilmore. It's like oh, bulk nasty. Place. Yay, I did it. Hey, but that's twice. Good that's twice, you. but I'm in my happy place. Uh, I There's a midget riding a tricycle right now. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But oh. I, I, I'm looking forward to that match. I, I'm also looking forward to Dan Hooven versus Jamie Jameson for the High Stakes Championship. Uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a match. Man Dime versus Johnny Patch for the Super Indie Championship. I know that's going to be a hell of a match, too. They, they This is a rivalry years in the making. And it, with constant Twitter beef back and forth, continuous bashing, and just overall, just, oh, my God, just shut up and fight already. And I'm talking to one person individual uh, in particular. Just shut up and let your in-ring performance tell the story. Like, if you want to kick his ass, if you're going to kick his ass, cool. But at, at this point, just just get in the ring and just fight. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm excited for that match. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we see Johnny Patch bust out that uh, one move or one That's thing true. that he's been hinting he's been, at. He's been hinting at for a while. Yeah. And ever since we had him on. Ever since we had him on. Hey, if you thought that was something, wait until you see what's next. I, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. So it, only time will tell. And then other matches on the card. I think I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the, the big talk of the event. That's, of course, Rhino versus Jackson Argos. We already know the outcome of that. It's, yeah, I know. And gonna have, gonna have at the end of the match, there's going to be no. New champ. And new champ. still, because the era of Argos will never end. And I'm really pissed that I was the one that had to wish Jackson Argos a happy birthday the other day, and you didn't. I sent the happy birthday message, not you. Yeah, whatever. You're an ass. You're an ass. You should send him one right. You know what you should actually do? You should head on over to Amazon and go to Jackson Argos wish list, and you should really buy him a present and present it to him. Oh, you mean like a stuffed rhino? <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> that is funny, though. That was a good line. That was a good line. There you go. Yeah, but maybe not, though. Maybe like a stuffed moose or a Robin Sparkle CD. I think that, I think that that would be appropriate. Or Kobe Smolder in person, I think you'd appreciate that probably too. Dude, she's got a really good shit, a new good show out. I haven't watched it yet. Stumptown. I haven't oh, watched dude, it. I like it. I, I'm uh, topic for a different day. But th- there's a, <laughs> there's someone on the show that I'm not uh, a big fan of. The guy from New Girl. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yes. Not a big fan. Didn't. He's uh, not a main character though. Well. I mean, I see him in enough commercials for it. That well, he's a supporting character. Well, he's a supporting character, but I watched New Girl for for three characters. Coach, Schmidt, well, mostly just Schmidt, just Schmidt and Cece, pretty much, but, uh, and then also Winston. They made the show. I They could have just did a show about them, and I would have watched it. I could have did without Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I'm not a fan of Zoe Deschanel. Come at me, at us, at Dark Match Podcast. And what movie is she in? Shut up, Dave. (laughs) Shut up. Wow. You're such a dick. I knew that was going to be like, that was like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon right there, man. Hmm. Like, hmm. Well, moving to the the next match. I can't wait for this sandwich to come back. Sorry. Continue. What? The six degrees of Kevin Bacon melt? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, right, you're going continue. for sponsorship dollars right here. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Melt, Sponsored come at by, us. Hey, hi, Melt. Hi, Melt. I love you. Please. Please. Free food. I love you. Just just like a free, like a gift card I'll take. I don't care. I'm not greedy. But Jack no, Pollock, yeah. R.C. Dupree, 
That'll be a fun. That should be a great one. That should be, and it's only building up. It's a slow progression up to obviously the anticipated match between Jack Pollock and Jack Sinargos. I, I think a lot of people are actually looking more forward to that match more than anything. But this is the first step to get back to that main event picture for Jack Pollock. And if any of his previous matches are an indication, I that's going to tear the house down, R.C. Dupree versus Jack Pollock. I, I'm going to put my money on the fact that that is going to be one of, not taking anything away from anyone, but I think that's going to be one of the matches of the evening. Um, besides, uh, I would give it a, a close a close tie with the main event and and the North. I mean, if we're talking about dark horses, I, I think we we would have to say that it's going to probably be Andrew Palace and, and Brian Cage. But I I don't even like that reference. I don't like saying that it's a dark horse because you you have two powerhouses. You look at the matches that Andrew Palace has had so far this year, and then you throw Swolverine into it, Brian Cage who's making his IWC debut. I mean, if you're going to come out, you're going to make a statement. Uh, you want to get people talking. So I think that, I, I wouldn't say that that's Dark Horse, but I think that that's probably going to be one of the matches that people are going to talk about. But I, I wouldn't even say that because just look at the card. So, and, and obviously not yeah, taking anything away. Because like, I look at the card and I'm like, now I'm thinking back. I'm like, no, because this one too. No, this the whole freaking card. Now, if you want a reason to watch the whole freaking card, it's not one match in particular. It's every single one of them. And then other match, obviously, touched on it quite a bit. We got Jimmy Nuts versus Dylan Bostic. Dylan Bostic obviously making some comments earlier today, coming out with a promo, pretty much bringing up everything that, that Jimmy said in our interview. Yes, I was a fat kid growing up. Cool. That, that What is the point of that? Like, yes, you were. he was a fat kid, but look at him now. He, he's jacked. He, he he competes in jujitsu competitions, takes second place in competitions. Like, why you got to bring up old shit? Like, I tell people all the time, why you got to bring up old shit, dude? Like, he's been gone for three years. He's back. He's better than ever, and he wants to he wants to kill you. But are we going to see the chair? That's my question. I think the only way that this would go over is if it's a, a no disqualification match. Thoughts, thoughts. Since you already have your face on on Dylan Bosick's chair already. No, not yet. Well, he, we're, he was we're, thinking about. Yeah, we're gonna put it on there. You're really hoping for that one. I, I'm always hoping and praying, wishing and thinking. Yeah, next time we go back, there's just gonna be a line. You're gonna make sure there's a line. You. I'm gonna get you, you chopped by everybody. You dick. Oh, I still blow me. I'd rather not. I know. But <sighs> but that I think that one's going to be I think that one that match is going to be the the dark horse match of the night. I don't think it's a dark horse though. I, I a lot no, of people have been waiting like, 3 years for it. I understand that, but that's like where you think you have kind of some of the obvious ones that yeah. you think I think this one could I think this is I You think that's going to be the the show stealer? I, yeah. I, I see, and that's why I'm saying, like, you look at the whole card. Like, the whole, yeah, really... the whole card, anybody could. I yeah. Like, up and down. This yeah. this is one of the best one, one of. of the best cards of the year. Yeah. Winner take all. Other than, I, I, I mean, Cage Fury had a great card, too. Yeah. Uh, mostly all of them have had great cards. That's true. 
Yeah, Threat Level Midnight had a great card. 18 yeah. had a great card. Yeah. It, I look at all the events. They really haven't had any that it's not like, oh, well, you know what? We'll, we'll hold off for the next one. No, like every card is like, holy shit, I want to see that. Yeah. Like I, that, And that's why IWC is is a promotion to go and fucking travel and see. Yeah, go. It's this weekend. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, IWCWrestling.com. And they, and they are em. saying it's... This could be their biggest crowd of the year. Yeah, it's uh, look at the card. Why wouldn't it be? Well, if you're saying, contemplating, so you get, if, if, if you have don't time, wait till Saturday, get no. them fucking now. Yeah, buy them now. Log, go right now as you listen to this. Go get your tickets right now. IWCWrestling.com. Check it out. That's going to do it for this week's episode. We don't want to take too much time. There's a lot of wrestling that's been going on, but we got a lot of big things coming. I know we touched on it previously, but we do have some very exciting changes coming to the Dark Match Podcast, which we're looking forward to hitting with, and just some small samples to come. Obviously, there's going to be some new content. Some of the things that we talked about previously and we discussed and said, hey, we should really do this. Hey, we'd love to have you back on for this. Those things are actually going to happen, and they're going to happen soon. And one of the things that I uh, didn't really present you with, Dave, uh, I got a little bit of a present. It's kind of weird. I'm trying to remember where I put it because I had to hide it from people. Who from? Who from? From the, from my wife. From my wife. Oh, really? Yes. I just can't remember where the hell I put it. Well, I can't find it. I don't know where I put it. Is it over here? I don't know. Kids, literally, the kids just mess with my desk all day long, yeah. all night. I, I can't keep track of my shit. So when I do find it, it it's going to be a good surprise, but... I'll tell you what it is. Okay. We have a mini dry erase board. Oh, we finally got the dry yeah. erase but board. But <laughs> this, this is the weird part. I I, I, I wish I could show you So, because it, it's just that much funnier. It's shaped like a paddle. Yes, <laughs> I'm dead serious. So it's kind of like we can like hold it up at each other. like and. That's why I'm trying to look, see if it's like on the bar here. No, it's not on the bar. Uh-huh. And it's, it's in my desk somewhere. I put it somewhere on my desk, but... I, I can never keep track of anything. You really like, can't. I, no, not at all. It's not in there, I don't think. No. I, I'll no. just hit a, a topic for another day. But there's going to be some new content coming. There might be, uh, I don't know, some new songs coming, a new design, a new logo, new merchandise, um, new platforms. We, we have merch. <laughs> yes, we do. We're on whatamaneuver.net. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, that's really old news. That was a terrible design. I didn't make that. So be sure to follow us all across social media if you haven't yet. If you're listening to us for the first time, we appreciate you sticking around for this long into the episode if you haven't turned us off already. But we appreciate you overall. We do. We, we, do. we love you. But everybody have a great weekend. Head on over to IWCWrestling.com. Get your tickets now. 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 Do it. Do it. Hey. Do it. All right. See you next week.